Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap, where we share developments, news and insights for all tax practitioners and SMSF professionals. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes and share. We'd love to hear back from you, so send questions and comments, even suggestions for guest speakers, to podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Hello listeners and welcome to our special Federal Budget 2019 Tax Wrap podcast. It's also actually uh, episode 189, just in case you're keeping score. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Burnham. Now today we're talking to um, uh, John Jeffrey, who's the Tax and Super Australia's uh, new tax council. Um, John's uh, uh, heads up the uh, tax technical team in here and um, we have a chat about uh, the Federal Budget that just passed. Right, John, so uh, the federal budget of 2019, last night's, uh, what the key messages, what do you think were the key messages were from last night's budget? Well, Josh Frydenberg's first budget, and he'll be hoping it's not his last, <laughs> uh, but uh, the wow factor was the, first of all, the return to surplus of $7.1 billion right. for the uh, projected year, and so... Uh, that is a return to surplus after many years of deficits. Yep. And from the coalition government's point of view, the uh, repair of the Labor Party's debt and deficit problems. Right, right. So uh, so they're also looking at uh, extinguishing the net debt of the Commonwealth to uh, the rest of the world within 10 years. So that debt is currently... Incurring about eighteen billion with a B right. dollars in interest. <laughs> that's a, it's a big, uh, bit of a bit of a task, isn't it? Yes, that's right. I think uh, the treasurer mentioned that uh, a world class hospital could have been built in all of the states uh, yeah. using that eighteen billion. Yep. So that gives you some measure of uh, the cost. But they, they they have the ambitious aim of doing all this without increasing taxes. Yes, that I think uh, is what uh, will be written on. Uh, the Treasurer's um, epitaph yeah. over this particular <laughs> yeah. uh, budget is without increasing taxes. That was his <laughs> mantra on the night in the budget speech. And, of course, that's meant to make a clear distinction between themselves and the Labor Party. Well, yeah, yeah. And no doubt that will be a commonly repeated uh, mantra over right. the now and when the election comes. Yeah, yeah. But, but also they're committed to spending quite a bit of money, I think, a lot on infrastructure... Yeah, so a big number, $100 billion over a number of years. And uh, depending on which state you're in, you will get a particular uh, benefit from that. Uh, We here in uh, Victoria, or if you're in uh, Geelong, they're going to look at a fast train from Melbourne to Geelong, amongst many other things. And, uh, yeah, so there's uh, a bit for uh, all of the the states. Yeah, yeah. Now, there were tax cuts announced for most... uh, Individuals, can you just go over those? Sure. So this again was uh, one of the big uh, wow factors of the budget was the uh, income tax for individuals. Now it's not so much a cut in the rates, but it is a uh, doubling of the low and middle income tax offset. Right. Now this particular tax offset isn't going to last uh, forever. Um, It is uh, going to phase out. Um, or the last year will be in the year ending 30 June 22. So what's happening is that this 
uh, offset, and it depends on what level of income you have uh, for how much of this uh, you get. But uh, for a single individual, the maximum offset could be $1,080. Right. Now, that depends on uh, what level of income that you earn, and you get that if you're between 48000 and 90000 Right. Yep. Now, there are phasing-ins and phasing-outs um, to those levels. So the thing here is that this will all apply to the current financial year. So if you had a dual-income family and uh, they both lodged their tax returns reasonably re quickly, they could get back $2,160 and maybe plus their normal refunds, they could have $3,000 in the bank uh, maybe before the end of July. Oh, and really? So this year? So they can actually make these offset claims mm, yes. for this current financial year? That's right. Okay. So okay. Uh, many uh, double-income households will find that attractive. Yeah. But what about... The, so the rates aren't changing, you were saying? Uh, not uh, of themselves, no. At, at Right at the moment, that is. Ah. So we're going to have some changes to uh, the thresholds. So the current uh, rates are 19, 32.5%, 37.45%. Those rates are going to remain until the year ended 30 June 2024. Right. But there's going to be a little bit of a tinkering with the thresholds at which uh, they apply from. Uh, so the in the year ending the 30 June 2023, right. uh, the 19% rate will uh, finish at a level of $45,000, whereas currently it finishes at a level of $37,000. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. However, from the year ending 30 June 2025, we will then reduce to f three rates, and they will be 19, 30, and 45 and uh, that top rate, 45%, won't apply until somebody has an income above 200000 Okay, yep. So, in essence, the 37% the rate is going to disappear. Right, oh, okay. And the 32.5% rate will drop to 30%. Good, okay. All right. So, now you, there was also something, wasn't there some tinkering with, there's a low and middle income tax offset, but also LIHTO, the uh, low income tax offset, is that changing as well? Uh, yes, but not for a while. Oh, right. So it's still $445 uh, up to the year ending 30 June 2022. Yep. Uh, but from that year, from the end of that year, it will then increase to $700. Okay, right. Um, Medicare levy? Yes, there's that been a, a small adjustment in the Medicare levy low income threshold and that's increased by about $400 oh, for right. an individual. Yeah. Now, I believe for our clients in business, there was quite a nice change uh, yes. announcement. So the instant asset write-off increase, which perhaps uh, some years ago was only going to be uh, temporary for a while, it just keeps uh, keeping on. Yeah. Now, it is still temporary, although there's some people thinking it's permanent, but that's not the case. Right. But anyway, the key issue is for those businesses which are referred to as small businesses in the tax law, which is a turnover of less than $10 million, there is now the uh, threshold at which the purchase amount uh, applies yep. is going to be lifted to $30,000. Right. 
Now, uh, the tax agent listening will now understand that in this current financial year, there's actually going to be three levels. So one level is at $20,000, another level is at $25,000, and another level is at $30,000. Oh, so because 25 was up to January, something, wasn't it? Yes. It was announced then? Okay, so, oh, gosh. Or the 20, yes, yep. it was up to uh, the 29th of January, uh, 2019. Yep. And then we have uh, the next level being the budget date last night, yep. the 2nd of April, where it goes from 25 to 30,000. Right. So it's, you'd have to really be aware of that that factor, the date factor, when you're dealing with clients that might have this yes. in their return. Right. Uh, this is something that is going to need to be closely watched because of the um, the confusion between the purchase date of assets and when they are installed, ready for use. Ah, right. Uh, So this is something that uh, tax agents are going to be very, need to be very clear about Mm. and uh, also have uh, the proper information from their clients as far as purchase dates and when things were actually used or installed, ready for use. Yes, yes, it's uh, important. To to know when to claim the, uh, or the right amount of deduction mm, yeah okay and that's, so that's that's going to be a, a one off difficulty isn't it having three dates to to keep in mind yes that, yeah. that's correct yeah yeah and the um instant asset write-off was actually extended as well wasn't it right? yes. as well as increased so uh, the other big news is that now for businesses with a turnover of less than 50 million that instant asset write-off has been extended to them Right. And so uh, from the 2nd of April, uh, those businesses uh, can also obtain that instant asset uh, write-off. However, the difference between them and smaller businesses is that the medium businesses can't use the pooling method in relation to the assets. Okay, right. Well, fair enough. Um, So again, that that is a big uh, benefit for the, the medium businesses and uh, these, this instant at- asset write-off situation will continue until the 30th of June 2020. So you, know, you will need to have your equipment um, purchased and installed ready for use mm. by that date. Okay, right, okay. And something for, I believe I read something about um, farmers and tourism operators have something, a little sweetener in there. Yeah, so if you like to buy a certain style of luxury car, you can get a bigger <laughs> refund of the luxury car tax. That's so cool. for these vehicles, which are acquired after the 1st of July 2019, uh, the maximum refund that you formerly could have obtained was $3,000. Now it's $10,000. So That's a good jump. Go. That's a good jump. Go out and it? get your... Uh, new luxury car if you are a farmer or a tourism operator. Well, I suppose they have specialist vehicles, of course, that they need to that they need to have. So that's for small and medium business. What about the big end of town? Well, look, there wasn't really a lot in it for the big end of town. Right. One particular technical thing, which I won't mention, but the probably the uh, main thing to note is the tax office is going to be get given even more money to increase activities to recover unpaid tax and superannuation liabilities from larger companies and also high net worth individuals. Oh, okay, so they'll be chasing that, that dollar source down. Okay, Yes. well, fair enough. Um, speaking of high net worth individuals, or maybe not, but uh, what about in relation to changes in relation to superannuation? 
Yes, uh, there, there weren't extensive changes, but some are of interest, uh, particularly right. to those people who are affected, and they are generally um, applicable to uh, older Australians uh, and particularly those who are phasing out of the workforce. Oh, right. So um, uh, the announcement now is that individuals aged 65 and 66 are going to be able to make voluntary contributions from the 1st of July 2020 uh, without meeting the work test. Oh, yeah, the work test. Okay, mm. yep, all right. Um, and there was something else about other... There's another change to contributions, I think. Was yeah. that... Uh... Uh, so, again, for those aged 65 and 66, um, most tax agents are aware of the three-year bring-forward rule for non-concessional contributions. Right. That currently doesn't apply to... Um, people of that age, 65 and 66, but it will apply to them. Okay. Uh, also, there is another benefit if you would like to make some contributions on behalf of your spouse and maybe obtain the tax offset that goes along with that. The age limit for doing this has been increased from 69 to 74. Just note that those people still will have to satisfy the work test. Oh, they will. Okay. All right. There was something also about the uh, ECPI calculation that was uh, mentioned, I believe, John? Yes. But so for uh, tax agents who are dealing with super funds, uh, where you have a fund that is both in the accumulation and retirement phases, the question of how you calculate the exempt current pension income is to be simplified from the 1st of July 2020, and you're going to be able to choose your preferred method of calculating that particular amount. Okay. And I believe with no change to the caps. Yes, so okay. just to complete the picture, there's been no change to the concessional or non-concessional caps. Okay. So look, speaking to our audience of tax agents, as, as we, we have out there, and practitioners, what, what should listeners bear in mind when advising their clients about uh, all of these budget changes? Yeah, so for tax agents, um, the key things to note, I think, is first of all, the Division 7A changes. Uh, Division 7A, all tax agents are aware of it, problems with private company loans and so forth. Uh, there were changes that were proposed to apply from the 1st of July 2019. Yep. They are being delayed to uh, the 1st of July 2020. Now, uh, on balance, that's probably a good thing because it looks like the changes were going to be rushed, mm. and that's never a good thing with Division 7A. Um, there are, of course, some benefits in those changes which won't be experienced until the law gets changed, but nevertheless, um, it's probably on balance a better thing to delay the changes until they've really thought about them deeply. Yeah. Do you think they'll be doing more consultation and research, etc.? cetera? Uh, well, one would hope so, yes. Yeah, yeah yes. it seems like that, that might be needed. Um, um, anything else for to advise clients? going forward? Well, um, the black economy is something uh, that we all experience to some extent, oh, uh, yeah. just people uh, ducking their obligations. So the government is proposing a change to the Australian business number rules. And what this is going to require is that anybody with an ABN must lodge their tax return from the 1st of July 2021, where there's a requirement to do so. Right. So get ready tax agents for those clients who haven't, uh, or potential clients who are going to come into your office with eight years of tax returns <laughs> that need to be lodged. 
I know that you love it, um, <laughs> so just get ready for that. Right. Uh, also, from the 1st of July 2022, um, the ABN holders have got to confirm the accuracy of their details on the Australian Business Register. Okay. Or face what? Is, are they in danger of losing the ABN registration? Is uh, it? Yes, that, that would be one of the sanctions, I imagine. Wow. Yes. Okay. Oh. Um, now, uh, the Fair Work Australia has been given a bit of a boost with uh, some, um, some money, I believe. Yes. So there is going to be uh, this special unit set up with the Fair Work Ombudsman to look at sham contractors. Now, notice that this is with the Fair Work Ombudsman, which probably has a more employment focus than a tax focus. Oh, right. um, and so they, they will go in and try and bring equity into the market for people who are uh, perhaps missing out on superannuation contributions. There might be legal action bought and so forth. Um, what's not clear to me is whether that information that the Fair Work Ombudsman gains uh, will be given to uh, the tax office. Uh, but uh, I think there's probably um, a possibility that that will occur oh, yeah. so that um, there may be some tax office action as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it is quite likely. I've noticed that um, uh, single-touch payroll, I've got to mention, um, and by the way, listeners, I'll be talking to um, the Assistant Commissioner, John Shepherd later in this month about STP because it's, uh, it's coming and apparently only about 10% of small businesses have taken that upon themselves to... Uh, get set up for STP. Mm. But John, um, I think there was some mention about STP being, oh, how would you put it, extended or yes. the scope of it going wider to share information. Yes, that's um, right. What, what's that all about? So from the, the 1st of July 2020, uh, the social security income is to be automatically reported via the STP. Ah, I see. So um, I think that this is a uh, something that we expected, that there would be a growing use of the STP system. Yeah. Of course, people have got to be in there and using it, uh, but on the assumption that it's being used, there will be this regular reporting of that income to the tax office and with all of the um, attendant uh, obligations and requirements that come along with that. Yeah, yeah, that's more... It's, it's, it's technology working for us, and there's good things and bad things about that. It saves paperwork, but then, of course... You've got to factor in that all these things are being shared, therefore your clients must be made aware of that. Hmm. All right, so there were some things missing, I believe, John. You, I heard you talking last night about the, the missing yes. items. What are um, they? There are, uh, really, on one view, a lot of things that are missing. Right. Uh, but one of the couple of things that I'll mention, uh, there is no news about the proposal to remove the CGT main residence exemption for foreign residents. Uh, right. uh, there was a suggestion, I was actually in the room when this was suggested by the Assistant Treasurer that perhaps this would be taken off the, the table, but uh. there seems to be no um, uh, talk about that. Yep. Uh, there's also no news or change to the proposed superannuation guarantee amnesty. Mm. Um, and uh, to put it uh, shortly or bluntly, uh, there are many, many unfinished proposals and or piece of legislation, yeah. pieces of legislation, which uh, if the election is called, uh, the bills will lapse and um, all of these things will hang in limbo and right. some of them we won't know whether they actually proceed right. uh, until such time as... Uh, we know who wins in the next election. Yeah. Is that what happens? Is that I'm just not aware of that. So if, if an election call is called anything on the table, is more or less put to one side, is it? Yes, yes. Oh, I see. It lapses and 
has to be uh, reintroduced. Okay. Uh, now, last time, when there was a change of government, uh, the same thing happened, and Joe Hockey then went through all of those proposed changes and said, well, we'll just forget about this one, we'll forget about that <laughs> one, we'll forget about that one. Whether that's going to happen again, I don't know. No. Uh, no. But... Uh, Whatever way it goes, tax agents are in for a fun time. <laughs> fun time. So, John, then, uh, how would you summarise the uh, this year's federal budget? What's your view? Well, um, it's uh, obviously election budget. It's put there to uh, have a few wow factors, um, put the government in a good light to some extent. Yep. Uh, with and at the same time making it a small target for criticism. Oh, right. Yep. So uh, we assume that the the election will be announced or date will be announced fairly soon, and I think it will be a debate about who's increasing taxes and who is not, and who is giving the most to the, uh, the people on lower incomes rather than higher incomes. Right, right. And uh, how that all turns out will be determined by the election. Very soon, that's right. All right, John, thank you very much for the, that's a, some quite insightful comments you had there, and uh, thank you listeners for tuning in. Um, please tune in again next time. <laughs>